This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarian for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. We started this podcast early in 2022 to reflect your needs in life and in the workplace, to help you become more self-aware, to bring coaching into your leadership style, and to help you open your mind to new ways of thinking. If you haven't listened before, we're Gary, Wendy, and Dana. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles from San Diego via Dallas to here in London, England. We're all coaches, but we've also all been leaders in the corporate world. And it's why we talk about real life concepts and ideas that you can put into practice right away. If we're talking about it, we've probably used it ourselves. So before we get into today's topic, Dana, for our icebreaker of the moment, something we might not know about you, what would that be? Okay, well, this is a fun one. Um, when I was in my early 40s, I decided um, that I was going to run a marathon. And I did. And it was, it took me a long time to do it. And my husband decided that he didn't like me get up 530 in the morning and going and training every Saturday. So he shows up and he ended up almost qualifying for the Boston where it took me all of, you know, all the three. And, well, I think it was four hours it normally takes. And I think I was close to four hours finishing, but I finished and he finished in record time. Um, but it was an example of, you know, you set a mind and you just break it down into little bits and you can do it. And so I don't think I'll go back and run another one, but I'm glad I did it. Fantastic. I, I ran a marathon years and years and years ago. And the same, I loved the experience but I'm not sure I could ever manage to, to do it again. I feel too old now, but uh, have you ever done a marathon, Wendy? No, I'm not a runner. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I, I can barely jog. I'm a walker. You've driven so a marathon. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I'll say that next time. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> well, what motivated me was I had a friend who was going through breast cancer at the time, and she would get up at 3.30 in the morning, get to the track where we practice at a lake, at 4.30 every, and, and be, you know, she would have gone around because it took her so long, but she did it. And she did quite a few marathons. I said, if she can do it and get up, I can go do it. So that was kind of my motiv motivation to get it done. Oh, good for wow. you. Yeah, yeah, super impressed. Now, in each Coach RM episode, we're going to bring to life a particular question that you might be grappling with. And today we're talking about an interesting topic. How has working from home changed the concept of having a best friend at work? Wendy, why don't you give us your take on, on this topic? Yeah, so this is pretty interesting because there's been a lot of research to show that we are much happier in our jobs when we have a best friend at work. And if you've watched TV anytime in the last, you know, 10 or 15, even 20 years, this has been parodied a lot at work or in shows that show office where you might have a, a work husband or a work wife. And what does that look like? You know, there's been lots of jokes made about that, but all jokes aside, people who have a best friend at work are actually seven times as likely to be engaged in their jobs. And this means they are better at engaging customers. They produce higher quality work they have higher well-being and are less likely to get injured on a job. 
that's that's pretty impressive, right? Seven times as likely. Uh, and yeah, that's huge. But COVID has really impacted all of this because so many of us are working from home more than we did before. And in fact, latest research, I was looking at one study that came out in July of this year of 2022, and they found that 84% of us are finding it harder to make friends at work when we're working remotely. And a whopping two thirds of all remote workers say that they have not made a single work friend. That's really sad, you know, that for all of us, that's, that's really hard. Two thirds of the people that are working remotely don't have a, a work friend. And wow, first of all, my heart just really breaks for that situation. Uh, so I've talked a lot about this in some of my team coaching sessions over the last year or so. And I had one woman who said, you know, I don't need a best friend at work because I'm sitting next to my husband all day long and he's my best friend, she said. And at the time I thought, oh, wow, that's great. But as I've dug into this a little bit more, what I think is that that's really good for that person's well-being, but it's not necessarily good for the team engagement, right? So she feels really connected to her her spouse, who is the person sitting next to her all day. You know, maybe her it's her work husband and her real husband, and that's great for their relationship, but team engagement, not so good. So the other thing I've been doing over the last two years is asking people, how much time did you spend chatting with your colleagues around the proverbial water cooler before you started working from home? And my research, my personal research shows that the average was about 60 to 90 minutes a day that people would spend chatting with their colleagues about non-work stuff. And that fostered really great relationships that helped people work better together. So then I ask, well, how much time are you spending now? And most people sort of look at me as if I'm, you know, crazy. And they say, uh, zero or at most five minutes a day. And very few of those same people have strong relationships at work, right? And it's a no-brainer. That makes sense if you're not talking to your colleagues. So I, I ask, well, why don't you do this more? Why don't you look for ways to have those types of chat chats with your colleagues? And the answer I usually get is, well, that's not part of my job. Right. And I and I follow that up with, well, it used to be you told me that you used to spend an hour a day doing this. And they sort of look a little almost ashamed. Well, I did. But, you know, well, no, that was part of your job. Right. Because when we foster good relationships with each other, we're all better together. You're much more engaged with your work. You're better at engaging customers. You produce higher quality work. You know, you feel better. You're less likely to be injured. So my challenge to them and to you, dear listener, is to be proactive about this. Schedule 
one week, one lunch a week with a colleague for 30 minutes where you talk about stuff besides work, right? Your, your family, your pets, your vacations, what sports you like, things like that. And this is, is remote. So sure you're over zoom or you're over FaceTime or whatever other, even just a phone call where you're chatting and maybe you're eating at the same time. So that's 30 minutes. Then you schedule one weekly coffee break with a colleague, 15 minutes, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon, whatever time it, you don't have to drink coffee. It's we're just calling it that schedule that a total of 45 minutes a week where you are intentionally having conversations with your colleagues to get to know one another, to really grow in your relationship and then work up from there and see how that goes. So Gary and Dana, what do you think? I love that. Dana, Dana, what are your reflections? Wow. Several things because I, I think that there are, I love the idea of the coffee, I call it, I call it coffee chat, but setting up uh, intentional moments. I was talking to one of um, a teammate that I had in another group that I'm with, and she told me what she does. She, and I love this idea. She gets a spiral bound book and she intentionally writes down a list of, you know, 10 people that week that she wants to reach out to. And she checks them off the list as she goes. I mean, this could be in your computer, but she's intentionally planning that. And I think that's the key is to that we, if we want to be a, a best friend, we've got to, we've got to be a best friend. We've got to be the one reaching out. We can't wait for other people to reach out to us. So I think, I think that's very, I think, Wendy, you're right on. And I love the research that you shared. And it's so sad that um, two thirds of the people don't have a best friend at work right now. So having some tools that they can do to help reconnect with people, I think that's great. And I also had a leader that did this. She started her new vice president role in COVID. And she made, she at the end of the day, she reached out to two people and she put it on her calendar, two new people to meet. And she would meet with them and just get to know them over the, over the phone, over the, you know, Zoom. And before long, she was highly regarded as one of the most friendliest and outgoing um, people to have. And she also knew everybody really well. And from that developed some great friendships. So that was great, Wendy. Thanks for sharing. I think it really resonates with me as well. And I'm thinking about my day job at the moment. I'm working in a company, a leadership role in a company where we are mainly hybrid teams. The team is spread geographically pretty broadly across the UK. And I still think that in many ways, we we just haven't reproduced the level of connection remotely as that you can get face to face. And so I'm trying to make sure the team does from time to time come together in the same room. And we did that earlier this week, actually. And you could see the difference when people were just in the room. But I'm still sitting there going, well, but when we're not in the room together in the future, you know, very, very pro building you know, an effective long-term hybrid model. How can you reproduce as good as this is in a hybrid ways? And I really like, Wendy, how you're, you're calling out very specific things that you need to schedule in. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens because you schedule things. The, the, the other thing that came to mind is for new joiners. So I'm always thinking with the hybrid model. The hybrid model can be okay for people that had already built that relationship because in the past, they were together, and now they're hybrid, and they've they've already got those bonds built. But for somebody joining the company for the first time, and it's remote, you really have to work hard to to bring those people into the fold and make them feel a part of something. And and that's something that I think a lot of people are now 
thinking very hard about. What are your thoughts of Wendy on those things you're talking about, connecting them in for new joiners in the organization? Yes, absolutely. I think I have two uh, responses to that, Gary. So thank you. First is that the hiring manager needs to set this up for them ahead of time in their first two weeks, right? Set the expectation that in this company, we have lunch together once a week, you know, not everybody, we individually, we get together, we have lunch, we have coffee breaks, we chat with each other about who we are as humans, right? Setting that expectation early and often is key for leaders that are onboarding new people. Uh, but secondly, I think it's really helpful for companies that assign a buddy to, uh, you know, this person that's being onboarded. So a peer that can help make those introductions, you can, that person can learn something. Oh, you really like to bake. Oh, I know, you know, Julie over in, in finance really loves to bake too. Let me connect you, right? This person that can help shepherd them through that process, I think is key. Fantastic. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for bringing the topic to the coach area today. It's a really important one that I know will resonate with loads and loads of people who are listening in. We hope you, our listeners, are enjoying these conversations as much as we are making them. See if there's something from today's topic that you can put into practice right away. Do find and follow us on LinkedIn and engage with our posts there and on other social media platforms. And of course, we'd love it if you follow us and send us a like on social channels to keep in touch with new content as it drops. Tell your friends about the Coach Arium and listen in next time. Wendy, Dana, thank you so much for today. We'll see you soon. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Coach Arium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coach Area.